Okay, you guys saw the title. I'm doing the intro today because we don't need an intro. We're just going to get right into it. I'm Kia. He's Hush. We're going to talk about the Pelicans and the Grizzlies. What's up, Hush? Let's get it. I mean, the title was the intro. You want to talk about the Pels or the Grizzlies first? Um, let's do Pels because I like them more. Wow. I mean, I do too. <laughs> let's ride. So I guess we'll start with the standings. People have been talking about the Pelicans like crazy because they're the one seed and they beat twice in a row everybody's least favorite team, the Phoenix Suns. So yeah. in the West, the Pels are 18 and 8. That's first. Second place in the West is the Grizzlies that are 18 and 9, so they're a half game back. And then the Nuggets are two back of the Pels at 16 and 10. So we're riding high with what I believe are two of the five youngest teams in the NBA. I know the Rockets are one of the youngest teams ever. I know the Grizzlies average age was, I think, the second lowest last year. So if you add one, I'm sure it's still really, really low. And every single rotation player on the Pelicans that aren't the stars is like an undrafted rookie from the past two years. (laughs) I I, I like their rotation, but I mean, do you think it's real? All these Najee Marshall, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, Jose Alvarado's, Devontae Graham still playing. Um, I think, well, first things first, I think they're one of the deepest teams in the NBA. I think like, they're, regardless think of they're, how good the depth is, just the amount of playable guys is up there. Do you think they're playoff deep? Because in the playoffs, CJ, Zion, BI, Larry Nance are all going to play. Herb Jones was solid. Trey Murphy's probably translatable. But, like, I don't know about playoff Valanchunas or playoff Alvarado or playoff Dyson Daniels or playoff Devontae Graham or playoff Jackson Hayes. I think most of those guys are fine. I think sometimes Herb Jones is going to look bad, but generally he'll be fine. Najee Marshall, I mean. I have Matisse Thibel concerns about Herb Jones in the playoffs. Yeah, that's actually what was going through my mind as I was saying that. Um, but I think, like, he does enough. Like, he was definitely good enough last year. You know, he was, like, a positive addition in the playoffs. I don't know. I mean, what did they lose, in five games? Or did they make it six? I think it was six. It was was six because Booker missed. So, yeah, that's what it was. Booker missed, so they had a chance to force game seven at home. But that was also even without Zion. I think that series was gimmicky. Like, I don't think Jose Alvarado is that. I don't yeah, think he maybe. sucks, but he's someone else I kind of question the viability of long-term. I don't know. I think, like, looking at the roster, CJ, Zion, did you hear that? Hello? Yeah. Uh, something no. just, like, dropped. Okay. No. Um, CJ, Zion, Ingram. I think Trey Murphy's legit, for sure. I oh, think he dude, I love a bigger Trey role. Murphy. I wanted him over Kispert, but... I don't want to talk about the Wizards, but I ride for him. I mean, he's he's a product of Charlottesville. Yeah, the other day I was watching the Pelicans and they it's were closing with Najee Marshall instead of Trey Murphy, and I was just like angry. Like I don't know why you would ever do that. So CJ Zion Ingram Murphy, Valanciunas Nance, those guys I trust like completely in the playoffs. I don't trust Valanciunas in the playoffs at all. I think he's still better than an average center. I mean, I think fit-wise, I don't completely trust it. But, like, as a player, I definitely do. 
Yeah. What's interesting to me, and I've uh, said this a couple times, that I've loved the most about the Pelicans is, one, I don't think their defensive rating is legit. At I was a couple a couple days ago. They were third. They're still I think third. They're still third. Yeah. They're third in defense and fifth in offense. When before the season, people were talking about them as a bottom 10 defense, and I was riding that train really hard. And to Coach Willie Green's credit thus far, I'll qualify it with thus far, is Zion has played over 40% of his minutes at center after being at 9% his last season, Mm -hmm. which was two years ago. He didn't play last year. But do you think Zion – at center defensively is sustainable. No. G- given their personnel. I honestly don't know if it's sustainable, period, without like a defensive roster tailored to him. And they also have a top five offense while doing that. I don't think it's sustainable, but I think playing him and Larry Nance as the bigs is sustainable. And I think that was actually my prep for this podcast and most podcasts is looking over some stuff and then like keeping it in my mind what I wanted to talk about that Uh defensive rating thing is something I had like in my mind to go over because yeah I just can't buy it third I don't buy that at all I think they're closer like in terms of their actual like how good they are it's closer to bottom 10 than it is to third um and I think that will so where do you think get back to normal we're 26 games in. Where do you think their defensive rating lands? I kind of think, despite 26 sample size weighing them up to third, I kind of think they'll end up like 15 or 16. Yeah, I was going to say 17. Yeah. So, like, same range. I just think, like, Zion looks better. Okay, so here's my thing about the Pelicans. Their role players are actually, like, if their role players – minutes they would be a top defense with trey mm-hmm. murphy larry nance jose alvarado herb jones yeah their problem is all <laughs> the whole big four <laughs> like yeah the problem uh, is all their good players yeah cj, CJ Zion, and then not great. zion's yeah. gotten better but i don't know like i mean we'll see the jury's still out on that for me ingram's like fine sometimes good sometimes bad Valanciunas is sometimes fine, sometimes bad. Like nothing like and Willie Green, I think, is a really good coach. But yeah. And that and that does matter a lot on defense, but their best thing is good. Yeah, you go. Their best perimeter defender is either Dyson Daniels, who I'm not sure will be able to play playoff minutes um offensively, or Jose Alvarado, who's six foot nothing. Herb Jones. Can Herb Jones guard ones? I'm sorry, I meant more point of attacky. Yeah, I feel like it depends who the one is. I wouldn't trust him on Chris Pollard, somebody like that. Damon Jamal, maybe. I think realistically, if but then they still need ball handling. Someone like that in the playoffs, Herb is getting that matchup. Yeah, but if you put Herb at the one, then you have CJ McCollum running yeah, point the on the issue. other end like you want to hide cj mccollum on i mean the portland's a bad example because it would still be simons but you know what i mean you want to hide him yeah. on the other guard and so you can't play two more guards i don't think if you're trying to use that defense 
And that's my problem with them offensively is their creation. And I kind of love it. I think point guards are overrated. I think point guards are a relic from the nineties. I don't really think you (laughs) need one. And obviously I'm over-exaggerating. They're not useless. They're not like fullbacks in football, but they're doing the thing where they have three slash three and a half superstar offensive talents that just have exterior playmaking ability. Like they got point forward, point forward, and McCollum, who's like, yeah, he's not a point forward. He's like a combo guard, and he's averaging six assists this year because that's his role. Mm-hmm. And their ball movement is great. Like they're averaging kind of a ton of assists, aren't they? Yeah, I feel like I saw yeah, they're a six. They're six that. in the league in assists. Yeah, what's I their think... pace? Pretty regular. High, it's high. Twelve. So they're twelfth in pace and sixth in assists. Yeah. So yeah, like the the ball movement thing is kind of working for me. Um, in the playoffs, what's their half court offense looking like? I think I think another thing to throw in is they've played twenty six games as a team. CJ McCollum has played 22 of these. Zion has played 21. Ingram has played only 15. Yeah. And, and they're so, the first seed. And I don't know the exact lineups, but that means we have maximum 21 games that CJ and Zion have ever played together. Yeah. They're good and in half so, court. Wow. Yeah. Sixth have, in points per play from the half court. That surprises me. I think they're a really interesting team roster construction-wise because – kind of tying into what you were saying and what I was saying about like what you were saying about their creation. And then what I was saying about their good players, not playing defense and they're not good players, not playing offense or like mm-hmm. not as good players. I think they're one of the most interesting stagger teams in the league. I think lineups where you have like two or three of their best four players, that being Zion, Ingram, uh, Valanciunas and CJ Lineup three, I have like two or three of those guys, and then the rest are connecting guys that play defense and move the ball, like Larry Nance, like Alvarado, Herb Jones, oh, Jason Daniels, etc. I love Larry Nance to death, man. Yeah, I like, love him, and he's perfect every, for this team. Every team, like we talk about, oh, they need a Jay Crowder or a PJ Tucker. Like you need Larry Nance. Larry Nance, and but there's like not Aaron many Larry Gordon. Nances. Larry Nance and Aaron Gordon are two of my favorite players in the league. Yeah, I absolutely love what they're cooking with that. Yeah, so the point being, I think they're the type of team where sometimes, like, less is more. Like, I think – I feel like it's possible that, like, lineups with, for example, Ingram and Valanchunas look better than lineups with, like, CJ, Valanchunas, Zion, and Ingram. You know what I mean? Just because, like, the stuff around them makes more sense. And I think it's kind of like Minnesota in that way where sometimes less is more. Mm-hmm. But – that's not the best like if you count on your team playing its best when your best players aren't on the floor together that's not a good look for the playoffs i feel like um so i don't know i wonder if i wonder if as games get more serious maybe valentunas goes to the bench larry nance takes his place full time um I wonder if maybe they make a consolidation trade which with some of these guys that are good but not great. I'm not exactly sure, but I don't think they will this year. This yeah, year I don't think and they will this year either. 
every young team that takes a leap has their house money year. Yeah, Last year, it was year. the Grizzlies. This year, the Pelicans and the Cavs are having their house money year. Last mm-hmm. year was kind of the Wolves. I think this year kind of yeah. is also the Wolves. because I think last year was also kind of the Cavs. No, the Cavs didn't even make the playoffs last year. Yeah, but that's because everyone got injured. They were like the third seed before that. The Cavs this year had no expectations. I don't agree. Well, they, no like expectations they were, in the sense that like people, if they underperform, no one would be angry. Yeah, people were but projecting a lot of people them to be around them the like sixth seed. Mm. Like a six-ish, five-ish seed. I thought they'd be... Like, I thought other, I picked them as my one seed because I'm fucking crazy like that. But nobody expected them to not be a first-round exit this year. And so anything they do is positive. I see what you mean. I mean, I disagree to an extent, but we don't need to talk about what other people thought. Um, I think this is a house money year for the Pelicans, and so I don't yeah. think they'll consolidate. I think they want to go through a playoffs with all those like two-year rotation guys we've been talking about. Like they I want agree. to see what Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado, Dyson Daniels, Najee Marshall even can all do. Jackson Hayes still, man. I hope he gets right. He's only played nine games this year. What they can do for a yeah. full year plus playoffs. Because they're gonna have a good season, they're gonna make it into the playoffs, those guys are gonna raise their value. Yeah, I mean when I said like I wonder if they do this move, that move, I was thinking like not this year and that's kind of the benefit yeah. of what they have right now that like you said they don't have to do anything yet and what's I scary think, is they can go get another star yeah they have so many picks wow like they're that gonna have crazy. i think the lakers are gonna make the playoffs but at one point they had the Wembenyama pick yeah so how much more do you have to say on the pelicans um let's go with how many wins you think they get in the regular season and what they do in the playoffs. Okay. And then I also have one last question after that, and we can wrap it on that. Okay. So how many wins? Oh, you can go first. Okay. So they're sitting at 18 and eight through 26 games, 27.3 repeating is one third of the season. So, I mean, one third of the season, they're at 18 and eight. I think they're going to finish like around 53 and 53 wins in this bloodbath West is kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. So I expect them to probably play either the seven seed, like the top plan team, or like the six seed, the best non-plan team. Yeah. So I kind of think they won't make it out of the first round, given that those teams are going to be like the Clippers and the Warriors, maybe the Lakers. <laughs> Maybe the Nuggets. Mavs, yeah, like the the other Wolves. teams, the other teams with home court are probably going to be like the Nuggets and Suns and Grizzlies. Yeah, and so if you avoid the Nuggets, Suns, and Grizzlies in the first round, then you're playing Clippers, Warriors, Mavs, Lakers, Wolves, Kings or Blazers. Kings mm-hmm. or Blazers are less likely because they'll probably play the ones and twos, and I don't think the Pels will get the one. So if they get that, I think they're a first-round exit. I don't trust them in terms of continuity to win in the playoffs. Like, we poked the holes. I'm surprised with their half-court offense, and I really, really like it. But we poked the holes of JV in a seven-game series, the Herb Jones versus Jose Alvarado conundrum, whether Dyson Daniels is there yet. I think they're really, really good, but I think people need to really ease the brakes 
on the conference finals. I think they're much more likely to lose in the first round than the third round and probably equally likely to lose in the first and second round, like 40, 40, 20, 45, 45, 10, something like that. Yeah. It's interesting to me because I feel like, I feel like the offense is legit in the playoffs. I think CJ Ingram, Zion, and even Valanciunas in the half court is like crazy good. Like, like kind of out of this world good. I think Zion is just going to get whatever he wants always. Like, I don't think playoff or regular season, I don't think anything's changing that. And I think Ingram, he's been I'm not so as much in the spotlight this players. year. Hmm? Oh, yeah, as I so said, talking to myself yeah. almost. Yeah, Zion in the playoffs going to be unreal. He's an MVP candidate. MVP level player, 100 games in. Like, besides yeah. Wilt and Wes Unseld, I don't think anybody's ever done that. Besides people before the year, like, 1980. Yeah, it's only like, been, Ad- like, Magic. No, not Admiral magic. would be, like, like a week Bird, one. Duncan. Kareem. Admiral's one like, of the best rookies ever, but, like, MVP is different once yeah. you get into the 90s. But anyways, yeah, and I playing think, off offense. Yeah, I think Ingram has been uh, – I think people are kind of forgetting what we saw from him last year. Mm-hmm. He looked like one of the premier like creators in the whole league. Yeah, so, I really like high usage Ingram. Yeah, to a fault. I like it too much. I like it better than he actually is. But man, that boy can cook. He's shooting forty seven percent from three this year. He looked absolutely incredible. Like honestly, forty seven point two from the field, forty six point seven from three, eighty seven from the line. Yeah, so I feel like the offense is there. I feel like the defense can't be that exploitable to where, like, it overpowers how good the offense is. Oh, I just But maybe it is. I don't know. It just feels like I can't imagine it being that bad. But, like, I don't think it's about it being that bad. I think it's the fact that all the other teams are so good. Like, they might go against a team that's so, like, experienced, so well put together, like the Suns or the Clippers or the Nuggets. And yeah. I feel like that might just be too much for them to be able to deal with. I think they might need like a bit of a coaching masterclass to beat some of the teams that they might have to face because yeah. it hurts, but they're lacking like in the wrong places. They're lacking mm-hmm. in premier individual um, shot creator as a playmaker, not as a self creator. Um, mm-hmm. Zion can get any shot, but I don't know if he really, really can if you load up against him like to see when the mvp be one of the best players we've seen and then just the wall simply figured him out like i don't think i'm at the point where i can say zion is playoff proof especially when these are his first playoffs and Giannis had been to a couple and then won mvp and then lost four straight games in the conference finals and then got bounced the next year too like Yeah, I see what you mean. And then they're lacking in rim protection in addition to premier ball handler. I think they're strong in ball handling. And I think that difference is going to be interesting because yeah, the Clippers important. The Clippers have done this, right? They've had ball handlers, but not a ball handler. They're coming into the yeah. playoffs with Kawhi and Paul George and Reggie Jackson and just doing it by committee with high usage, high potency superstars who are efficient as all hell, Kawhi and PGR. Mm-hmm. But 
for reasons like their fault or not, they have really, really faltered in the playoffs. And I wouldn't take much away from the Clippers, but if the Clippers fail, then the Pelicans fail. We'll be like, oh, you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's still up in the air, but I think, I think it's up in the air. I would not be surprised if they go on a Lin Sanity run to the conference finals. Yeah, like I think like we saw the, the Mavs do that. There. We've had the Mavs and the Hawks in back-to-back conference finals. Like the Pelicans are probably better, right? Than As the twenty-two team, Mav- yeah. than the twenty-two Mavs and the twenty-one Hawks. As a team, they are. I think yeah. the difference is they don't have Luka Doncic, but they do yeah. have Zion Williamson. Who yeah. I mean, we'll see if he's on that level yet. Yeah, I don't, we don't think know anything about him being a playoff riser. Like I don't think it's Luca yet, but yeah, in terms of being just something like unstoppable, I think that's possible. Yeah, I can't wait to see how he functions. In the I think basketball. he's going to be harder to game plan against than early Giannis was, because I just feel like he's so much more like because I he's don't... shorter, he's almost more mobile. You know what I mean? I think he can, like get around guys better just because he's more like compact. Does he draw a lot of charges? I know Giannis leads the league in that shit. I actually, I don't know, but when I see him, it feels like there's more finesse to what he's doing than with Giannis. It honestly, yeah, it honestly amazes me the way that he doesn't play running back. Exactly, that's what what I'm saying. You look at him and you look at his efficiencies, and you think this guy just like puts his shoulder down into the goal line every drive. He doesn't do that. Exactly what I'm saying. His craft is crazy. Yeah, it almost like doesn't make sense. But, yeah. Okay, so my last question, and then we can move on to Memphis. Gun to your head, what is the New Orleans Pelicans' best five-man lineup? Best five-man lineup? Yeah. Let me look at their roster so I don't get it all the way wrong. I kind of uh, – in the playoffs or in general? Mm, because I don't know do if I want – Do one for each. Do one for okay. each. Okay. So, obviously, the big three – and then Larry Nance, for sure. And then I'm just trying to decide between Valanchunas or Alvarado. Wow, you would play Valanchunas, Nance, and Ingram, and Zion in the best lineup? I don't know. It's like, That's crazy to me. I think that only not, works like, if you have like intense defensive buy-in from Zion and Ingram. I think you can get that given the role, but I, I'm i scared to not put Valanchunas in any of them, but I kind of don't think I'm going to. So I think you got me. I think I'm going to go big three, Nance and Alvarado. And then you can take out Nance and Alvarado for Herb Jones and Trey Murphy in the other answer. Which one's for playoff? Which one's regular season? Um, The first one, Alvarado. His and, regular season? Yeah. For me... That's by the playoffs. I think 50 more games is really going to help Trey Murphy. And hopefully Herb Jones. Yeah, I feel like they're going to line up. I think those seven guys are who the playoff rotation is going to be. Yeah, I mean, I think the other guys are going to get minutes too. But Yeah, but you know how rotations shrink to basically yeah. eight? I think it's going to be yeah. those seven in Valanchunas. And if they get a bad matchup, Steven Adams couldn't do shit. He just basically didn't play against the Grizzlies or I'm sorry for the Grizzlies against the Wolves when being like their fourth best player. 
And if Alan Shunas yeah. is their fourth best player and the same thing happens, it's really hard to come back from that. Yeah, He's I mean, I don't know how often Alan Shunas is going to be unplayable, but I see the point. I think their best five-man lineup, like what they're – what I think I will be saying when it comes down to it that they should be going to, I don't know if they will go to this, but to me it would be McCollum, Ingram, Murphy, Zion, Nance. Okay. Regular season playoffs or does it matter? More so playoffs. I don't have okay. a regular season specific one, I guess. I don't know if I trust McCollum primary ball handler in the playoffs yet even though i put him there in one of those lineups like yeah. he's just got so much in his nature versus nurture he's been like what 10 or 11 years of just shooting guard yeah i agree I with that he can what get assists me... but like playoff playmaking chops are different yeah. and it's a lot of tendencies to kind of undo unlearn yourself i'll say two things about that Okay, one, I'm ready to get to the Grizzlies, so I'll yeah, let you wrap it. After this, we'll just close it. One, I think Dyson Daniels, like in theory, would be that guy instead of Trey Murphy, but I don't think he's there yet. And two, how good Brandon Ingram was as a primary ball handler last year's playoffs. And like Point Zion, they went to it a lot towards the end of his like first actual season. So, like, technically a sophomore year, but you know what I mean? They went to Point Zion a lot in the leaks in the weeks leading up to the end of that. And I remember one game specifically against the Nuggets where, like, in crunch time, he just brought up the ball, like, consistently, and they couldn't stop him. And I think if they kind of go to that more as the season goes on, that could unlock a whole different layer in their offense. And I think it can make up for not having, like, a real point guard. But I see your, like, issues with it. Yeah. I think their half-court offense, I did 26-game sample size, so it's bad of me to say some things are real, some things are not of 26 games. Because that's just almost confirmation bias. I, like, really like their ball movement, and I do really like Willie Green. I liked him a lot last year. And all the players that were playing, kind of compiling to do what Zion was out to do have really, really helped their development. I think now all those guys are in really good roles and they've got pieces for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. On to the Grizzlies. On to the Grizzlies. What are we at? 26 minutes? Fudge. Yeah. We were on 17 and I was like, wow, like we nailed this. I was all actually right. doing the same thing at 14. Yeah. So anyways, the Grizzlies, I don't think there's as much to talk about with them, to be honest. I think Because we've got a year behind them. Yeah, exactly. They're less up in the air. To me, the Grizzlies have never been, like, incredible. Like, last year when everyone was talking about how amazing they were, I don't know. I, I don't think it. they're I did not see the vision with the Grizzlies last year. Yeah. Okay, so with me, what it comes down to with the Grizzlies is Jaron Jackson is too bad on offense to be still? the second or third best. Yeah. I you still so. riding this take? Definitely. To be the second best player, did you say? Like, like his defense is incredible. Like, you think he's too bad on the offense? The fact that to his the defense, what? the fact that his, uh, I'm gonna retract that thought because I don't know exactly where I was going with that. Yeah, but I didn't I really hear what you said. So, the fact that his defense is so good, 
and I still can't definitively say he's the second best player on this team, to me is like really scary. Especially because it's not like you want to play him at center that much, right? I so kinda... you trust him full time center? No, I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna say something else about the second best player thing. I think Desmond Bain is clearly their second best player and he's yeah, like a I think twenty so to twenty five point per game guy. And JJJ has been beyond unbelievable this year. I know he's playing above his head. Like he's averaging eighteen points on fifty one, thirty six, seventy six. He's getting to the line five times, which is like fine. And he's blocking over three and a half shots. Yeah, the defense I have no questions about. It's yeah, I think incredible. his defense is unreal. And it's been better yeah. than it's ever been this year. Yeah, I agree and with that. And I think his offense is playing way over his head, but his offense is better. Like eighteen points a game in twenty six minutes and He's not shooting 41% like he did last year. To me, the shooting is the only – the three-point shooting is the only part of his game on offense that I trust. Everything else, to me, looks, I don't know, kind of fraudulent. I'm just thinking, like, are we sure this isn't, like, Miles Turner 2.0? Where every year we say on offense, like, he's figuring it out, it looks better, and then in the end it doesn't. He's a much better defender than Miles Turner. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying on offense. Because Miles, Miles Turner, Turner really figured out on offense this year. Yeah, and last they, year, but also the year before. When they started to suck. <laughs> He's built I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Turner. Every year it felt like he was figuring it out. And then... Yeah. And then the fact that every year, again, we say no, but this time he's actually figuring it out means he didn't figure it out those other years. You know what I mean? I don't think so JJJ needs to figure it out. And that's my that's my biggest thing with him as in terms of being a proponent of the Grizzlies is he doesn't have to figure it out. He just has to be fine because his contrast with Steven Adams is so stark that you're getting two way too different things. Like you can do both, but it just changes so much around them. I just I think, feel like I think he's competent. Like <laughs> this guy's averaging 18 points on find a plus efficiency in 26 minutes, and we're sitting here like, is he Tony Allen? Yeah, and it's funny because it's a real question. Like he's taking less shots than last year by one, and averaging over two more points. I think Ja has gotten better, indisputably. Yeah, Ja's fantastic, and that helps. JJJ, in addition to Desmond Bain's been insanely better. Like last year, JJJ and Bain were comparable. Is like the Memphis Grizzlies don't really mm-hmm. have a second fiddle. And yeah. now Bain's playing like an all-star. And so just, JJJ falls into like an Evan Mobley level of expectations and um, load or demand or responsibilities. The difference to me about that is I trust Evan Mobley to finish around the basket and, like, pass. Like, okay, I don't I don't want to, like, just shit on Jaron Jackson the entire pod, but last season in the playoffs, he averaged 15 and a half points, which is, like, that's fine, with um, 51.6% true shooting. And his offense felt even worse than those numbers look on paper. Like, when you watch the game. Mm-hmm. It was very often that he just 
completely disappeared. Like, just was not a factor at all. And I think that it hurts, especially because of the fact that he is not capable of playing the five full time. And the yeah, five he's... that's next to him is like, like Steven Adams is a good offensive player, but he's not like, they don't have any bigs that are scaring teams at all. I think Steven Adams think... is really good offensively, but he just can't score at all. He's one of the yeah. best screeners and one of the five best, 10 best passers minimum. I don't know how much I agree with the passing, but I just Look feel like numbers. I'll do a Stephen Adams pod tomorrow. I just feel like the fact that they don't have a single big or even like a forward that can play up as a big that you can trust to create scoring wise at all and not even really to create for others. You're hating too hard, dude. You are hating to too me, hard. To me, that just makes day. me lower on the on the Grizzlies, like as a whole. And I think, Dude, I think but that problem, can... that problem compared to the Pelicans' problems, like Memphis plays defense for real, despite this, like, oh, we don't have a big. Their defense is really good. That like, I will not talk down. But their they're offense an ain't a better lot. center than Jaron Jackson Jr. is. No, but I think he fits better with what the Pelicans have going on. Because Zion's the other big and also sucks at defense. No, because they have like guys that can pressure that can play big and pressure the other teams on offense a lot more how much better offensively do you think nance is than adams i think they're about the same yeah i think think adams might be better yeah maybe but if you look at the okay so like nance is the worst big offensively on the Pelicans at any time he's on the court because he's either with Zion or Valanciunas. Yeah, just by a product Both of, of which are significantly him. better with than Adams and Jaron Jackson on that end. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, if I you had to rank like, five, I think Adams is in the middle. Like, Adams is third. So the Grizzlies have three and five out of five, and that's not exactly. Good. So I just think, like, if one of those big slots was different, I mean, it's more of a roster construction thing than a Jaron Jackson thing himself. But I just think what he brings does not, to me, does not make me feel excited when looking at the rest of the team. Like, excited, like, in some ways, but not as much as I'd want to be. I don't know. Maybe that was, it, like, an insane hater rant tirade, but... That was a lot of hate. I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend that was a minuscule amount of hate. It's not. But, it's not even that I don't like JJJ. Like coming into the draft, he's one of my favorite players in that class. Yeah, I think there's I, a lot he can do. I think he might be defensive player of the year this year. I don't want to open that can of worms. I hate talking about yearly yeah. awards up until the end of the year. Um, but yeah, like their fourth minutes getter is John Conchar, and seventh is Santi Aldama. Like those guys <laughs> are playing eight and five more minutes than Brandon Clark. It's weird. Brandon Clark's like a way better rebounder than Triple J has been. Yeah. Which is like weird because JJ's is so bad at rebounding. I think his fouling's gotten better though. I think he's going to be good in this year's playoffs. I think he has gotten bigger. They're using him different ways. Mm-hmm. I My biggest question with the Grizzlies is... Like, how the hell are they so good on offense? Yeah. 
that's like especially i don't understand how i was thinking about this yesterday i have no clue how they've been good in the past two years when jaw is injured or like not playing that shit is crazy to me it's insane they're like honestly <laughs> one of the last teams i would expect to have those numbers that they do like the especially, defense i get it especially last year when they didn't have another 20 point per game score exactly like the defense i get it how it stays like it gets better without jaw you know and it's already pretty elite yeah, but I feel like looking at this roster and taking off John Morant, they look to me like the worst offense in the league, only rivaling the Spurs. Hey, when you look at personality, like Dylan Brooks shoots forty percent from the field every year. That's like his whole thing. Yeah, and he can't pass. That's like <laughs> that's like all Dylan Brooks does. <laughs> I love that dude, but I would never, <laughs> I would never want Dylan Brooks on my team. But I like him on other better, teams. like. They could have two all-defense players this year if they had, like, the Warriors narrative where it's like, oh, Draymond and Wiggins, like, that's championship grit. Like, Dylan Brooks is good enough to where that should happen. Like, Brooks and JJJ are a top six defensive duo. I was listening to them off the other day. Um, Oh, I saw some tweet that asked, like, is DB and JJJ, like, a top five defense? I was seeing Desmond Bain, and I was like, and I saw you comment on it, and I was like shocked. It's like there's no, no. way we're talking. Who shortens Dylan Brooks to DB when there's a DB on the same team that's twenty million well, times better? Dylan Brooks was there first, like by two years. Yeah, but whatever. Again, that just cleared that D- up. Dylan Brooks like is DB. I've never heard anyone call Desmond Bain DB. I've never heard either of them called DB. Okay, that was funny though. But yeah, like they're an elite defensive duo, and it's not just them. Thankfully, yeah, defense great wins. coach too. Defense wins. I really, really like their ball handling. Like I mm-hmm. think Tyus Jones has best backup in the league. Case, like he definitely was the best backup in the league last year, considering the games Ja missed and the fact that they went like ninety and one while Ja was out. Yeah, like I think you gotta admit that it's Tyus. And I'm amazed they got him to stay. I guess he just like loved being awesome, which I don't blame. He didn't go Jeremy Grant, just leave for more shots. Yeah. And I think that's amazing. They've got an above average NBA level creator on the floor for 48 minutes. And then they've got like premier stress relief in Desmond Bain, who's also a five assist guy now. Over 12 games. I don't think he's actually five assists. I think he's just like yeah, a fine creator instead of a black hole fucking john yeah. conchar is crazy man <laughs> he's real i hoops, think dude for me the framework for this grizzlies team is basically honestly like 2017 thunder-esque it's like, i think taylor jenkins is one team. of the best coaches in the league yeah he's incredible he's definitely one of the best coaches in the league but so to me it's 2017 thunder-esque where it's like let the ball dominant point guard just run everything through him. The difference is that the Grizzlies have a Desmond Bain, which is big. Yeah. So like the Grizzlies run everything. Are, through... They're like that, but with good teammates. Yeah. Run at, well on offense, like no one is, inspires me except those two guys. But those are like two Ooh, Bain? amazing players. Yeah, Bain and John. I'm I'm inspired by Adams, Tyus, and Brooks. Like Brooks, I don't think is that good. He's an amazing defender, but like offensively, I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't think he's that good, but he can create his own shot. Like, yeah, he's taking but... seven threes a game and shooting league average. 
And that sounds mid, but that's really important, honestly. Yeah. But I think it's to just kind of do that, see how far that can take the offense and rely on being one of the best defenses, personnel and coaching wise, especially with the depth. Because mm-hmm. like when you go down the roster, the backups are like, like you said, Tyus Jones, really good on defense. Brandon Clark, Xavier Tillman, like those are defenders, like good defenders. And if those are your backups, then you have 48 minutes of good defense on the court always. Yeah, like they're going to be one of those teams. And in the playoffs, you get way more than you do in the regular season. Yeah. That like has probably multiple games in the 90s points wise. Yeah. So and I think... when that happens, like that's the thing about arguing with an idiot is they'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. Like you don't want to play Grizzlies ball with the Grizzlies and Grizzlies ball is playoff ball. Even yeah. though they're bad in the half court, which still surprises me. But I think Ja's going to get there as you get older and it's not your first playoffs anymore. Mm-hmm. And you've like, not that you can take your foot off the brake, but like you've proven yourself. And once you prove yourself, you work on other things. Like Giannis. Giannis proved himself as MVP. And then what did he do? He got in the lab and figured out how to win in the playoffs. Same with like Mike Budenholzer and their whole system. Like I think Ja's at the point where he's fine-tuning his game for the playoffs. Yeah, that makes sense. And that, like, really, really inspires me. Yeah, I mean, I think Jaw is, like, a special level offense. I'm not breaking any ground here, obviously. But he's just – I don't think you can overstate, like, how important he is to this offense and, like, how special of a creator he is. 27, 8, and 10 last year. He led the whole playoffs with 9.8 assists. Yeah. So, to me, the kind of – where I am on the Grizzlies is – I don't buy them as a contender yet. I think I what can get them there. No, I don't think they're like making any finals. Like, is I don't that, how do you define shot. contender? Is they can like, win the conference? I don't think they have a shot as at the finals. Oh, to win, I yeah. Think, if contender has a chance to win the conference, then I don't think they're contenders. I don't think they're realistically getting past the second round. I can see it, but I can. See. It depends on if I the chips like, fall their way. Happen. Like if they get a good matchup two series in a row, I have yeah, them. I'm not sure who that matchup would be personally, but I have them more likely than the Pelicans in terms of having a better record and making it farther in the playoffs. I don't I think, think that's could... a hot take. Like I, I don't think, think I'm breaking ground by doing that. A better record, I see. I would choose the Pelicans in the playoffs. But yeah, it's like play style versus um, star power. Like the Pelicans yeah, have so much more talent on the roster, which is something about the Grizzlies, man. Yeah, they're basically. like such a case study in like culture, and I don't. I hate saying culture. Take that back. No, but they're a case, they're a case study in roster construction and coaching, and I guess roster construction has to do with role, but. They've got every role, like, hammered, like hammered down. Yeah. So culture. <laughs> no, just like you just broke down what culture is. I feel like no cu- culture is like slapping the logo as you walk out onto the stadium. <laughs> like I don't know. Culture is like culture is like lighting the beam and being like, yeah, we do a hundred pushups before every game. I'm I don't know. I think Spurs culture is everyone commits on defense. Everyone knows their role. But that's not culture. Know. That's scheme. 
I think they go together personally, but cult culture is just like we support the troops and we just put our head down and do our job with Spurs and like what are the heat? We are in South Beach, but we have no fun. We don't come to our games even in the finals. <laughs> like the Grizzlies have great culture, but it's like they're just built so so well. Yeah, they're to like me the 49ers. they're. The, oh, that's a good comparison. Yeah, I like that. But to me, their path to contending is one of two things: either a consolidation trade that like kind of shakes up the roster, uh-huh. or I completely forgot his name. The rookie from last year. Who's rookie from uh, last year? Their rookie, like their. Like he's a sophomore this year. He was like the ninth pick, eighth pick. Oh, Zaire Jones. I don't know. Zaire Jones. Zaire, no, Williams. Will- Zaire Williams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking about the Pelicans because they made the trade with the Pelicans this year. Yeah, time. I was thinking so Zaire Smith. Cause... Yeah. No, I was thinking. Yeah, it's Zaire Williams. Yeah. I believe he was Either... pick eleven. Mm, yeah, something like that. I wanted the Wizards to get him, but the point being, um, Ooh. I think he's their best chance to like make a leap and like change how this team looks internally Mm -hmm. or they like make a big trade but outside of something like that if they just keep running it back i don't see this team being a contender personally though like i get why you would i really understand why you would but i don't think it would happen i think they've got one more year especially because zaire williams oh yeah they don't have to figure it out yet the tough thing with the grizzlies roster is a consolidation trade would do what? Because you're set at point guard, you're set at shooting guard slash second option scoring wise. You've got JJJ. Like, would you go and get a big to pair with JJJ and like ruin your depth when you don't know what JJJ is yet? Or would you go and get a wing when they're only going to be the third scorer? It's like, are they going to go and get Kyle Kuzma? Because that's not a big enough swing. Kyle Kuzma yeah. would be great for them. Yeah, like that, Kyle actually Kuzma, when you said that. Yeah, or that, a Jeremy I Grant. Thought, I think yeah. Kuzma is like Dylan Brooks, but like Good. actually a hooper. Dylan Brooks yeah. is a hooper, but like Kuzma is much better and really fits to the role. And he's 6'10", and the defensive drop-off would be much smaller than the offensive gain. See, like Kyle Kuzma, but with better defensive abilities I think actually changes this like my outlook on this team I think Kyle Kuzma could lock in on defense he was good with the Lakers yeah so that's what I'm saying like I don't think they're that far away yeah getting Kuzma would change the way their roster is you know what I mean like I think cap sheet like could they sign Kuzma this year I would take a Kuzma Zaire Williams trade (laughs) I would love that Um, actually They'd probably have to give up their matching salary would be like Brandon Clark. Zaire Williams, Brandon great. Clark. No As a pick. Wizards Cause fan, because a, a pick would be too much. Right? Zaire yeah, Clark probably. and a pick would be too much. I think so. So the point being, I don't but, think yeah. they necessarily need to make a huge move, just something that kind of changes their look on offense. Yeah, they're not a star away, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Even within their culture. Yeah. Okay, but I, you think 
Pelicans could go farther this year. I think Grizzlies could go farther. Regular season, I think they're about the wash, but the Grizzlies have less to figure out. And so yeah. I trust them more in the regular season. Yeah, I trust them more in the regular season too. Yeah. Grizzlies okay. have all their firsts. And they also have Golden State's first next year. 2024 Golden State first is not too much of an asset to give up. And they've got a ton of seconds. They've got four yeah. seconds. They're definitely a shining example of like organizational competence. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Okay. All right. Has this been Hush and Kia talk about the Pelicans and the Grizzlies? No, 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 no. Hush and Kia discuss the Pelicans and the Grizzlies for 48 minutes and 40 seconds. I'm Kia. All right. I've been Hush, and we have 11 more seconds to kill. Until 48. It was at 40. Oh, I was thinking 50. Okay. 48, 48. Call it.